Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, honey, but do our own lens, and sometimes that lens is on our birthday. And it's a big day for birthdays in the, you know, trashy gossip world, but we'll get into it. And here's the thing, we are always going to come back to a mild, sweet moment at the end, because, you know, we're cool, so... Yay! Thanks for listening to us. Hooray! Welcome. Um, so today we're talking love life after lockup, uh, season four, episode forty-two. That fresh out glow. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm trying to that episode. I have the the newest episode like so fresh in my brain that I'm like I know the fresh out glow was one hundred percent Derek. But I'm like, what else happened in that episode? It's a good thing we have notes. All right, so let's start off with our first couple. And that is going to be Linda Z and, oh, I, I pushed the thing twice. Lindsay and Blaine. What an awful picture of Lindsay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I know it's true, but happy birthday to Lindsay. Yay. So as a sh- episode is dropping, uh, you know, late and we they will drop the new episode as well. Um, it's a birthday week. So she's celebrating her birthday. Matt Marr of the reality gays is celebrating their birthday. And who else celebrated their birthday this week? Um, my good friend. Um, what? I'm sorry. Oh, what? Yes. Uh, who's Chris Sarah celebrated her birthday this week, but also... Um, she uh-huh. did it on the seventh, which was last Tuesday. Um, but my friend Aaron Thomas's birthday is today, the twelfth as well. So it's like a lot of people on the twelfth. You, um, I got your present. Thank you so much for my lovely onesies and my new sweatshirt sweater. It's very me. Oh, and my yeah. and my smelly thing. I, I use my. She got me this oil that has like serotonin and the different like you know essential oils. And Kristen and I used it the whole time we were in Deer Valley. It was lovely. Oh, good. It smells good. I was. I didn't know whether or not it was going to smell good. I just had right. a pretty, pretty container. But talking about pretty container, we love Lindsay. You know what I'm saying? And she's more than just a pretty container, honey. Haha. <laughs> she has like a you know real ballsy attitude. And one thing that she won't uh, have a problem doing just taking off shoes and walking barefoot. Foot on, I mean, stubby rubble. I mean, you know, like I'm hot coals, honey. She'll go through it. I mean, there's calluses, there's southern calluses on them country feet. She can't feel her things. It's like it's her and ballerinas that I've been like on point for 45 years. You know, it's like nothing is coming through it. Wah. Yep. It's like stubby rubble, Barney rubble, all of the rubbles <laughs> are happening that she's just, I mean, she would rather have stones pushed into the bi- bottoms of her bare feet than walk in the perfectly good shoes that she has in her dangling from her, her fingers um, while she's talking to her homegirl, Stephanie. And I, I'm just so confused. Who is Stephanie? We've Stephanie not- Stephanie talks like this. She, I mean, Stephanie, I mean, just absolutely just, hey, the most suitable boys. You know, like you're just like, oh, you know, cause when I just loved last season when, uh, oh God, what was her dude? Blaine. No, the other one from last season. Marque, the one who's the British no. English. No, the black guy that loved her accent. I know. I don't know. Marque? That's not it. 
I know. So, but you know, man, like he just like, I just love the way that Lindsay's, you know, like has her ding dong, ding dong. And she has like a, you know, her friend has even like a dingery dong, dingery dong kind of voice. Like her friend's song, her friend's voice was so dingery dong that it made Lindsay like, do you want to spot a tea? You know, like on this phone call. I don't know. I just loved it. But yeah, like basically, you know, the friend's like, you guys can't have secrets from each other, you know? And it's like, yeah, like I knew that some things were up. I didn't realize that like she, what he was holding out on me, you know, like, I mean, watching her just cry, you know, her makeup just running down, like walking down some like, you know, dry ass riverbed, like probably there's like some train tracks by, you know, like maybe she lost her brother in one of the train tracks one time, you know, I'm not quite sure, you know, like what it's like, it's just that she really gives me a lot of visuals and a lot of audibles, you know? Yes, um, Amazon audibles. So we love them. We have a membership, we get two a month and we are listening to many, many books these days. Um, so Stephanie is telling her like, hey girl, people owe you. So you don't need to be dealing with whatever shit uh, Blaine is putting you through. And she, I mean, at first I thought like she had got punched in the jaw, but no, it's just makeup, literally running down and pooling. And this is why I tell the folks and I've told, you know, the folks on my YouTube channel and I tell you guys, Lindsay is made for this TV. She yes. took a molehill and created an entire mountain. I mean, it was like two episodes worth of drama. It's like her storming out of the office, walking down the country road. And then she just looked like she was walks up to the house and stomps in and Blaine's like, oh, you love child welcome him. And uh, she immediately starts barking quarters. She's like, Blaine, I need you to go over there and put the electricity in the box and put the hammer in there and make it work. And then I need you to skill Steven to go over there and climb the ladder and get on the roof and make the planes. And they were like, oh, okay, well, uh, Blaine's like, hey, do you want to talk about what happened? And she's like, no, what I'm going to do is take off my clothes while the cameras are here and continue talking to you as though I am not doing something that maybe I should be doing in private. Also, uh, you know, here's the thing, because we talk about other shows. Lindsay on the show then gives us matching black lace lingerie. Gratuitous. No reason. She changes for no reason. She like, you know, like, did she have to get into flannels? But she, that's what she just like, I don't know. It was too much for her. Like, I, she could have at least explained it. But like, you know, shirt came off, panties came off. I mean, not panties pants came off but the panties and the bra match and I was like so happy for her because you know I really get sad when I see bad lingerie on the show uh not just the show but the shows we watch and so often we do and so I just was happy for her you know I was happy for her and I wonder do you, do you get those at TJ Maxx yeah I mean she probably got with Skylar and they went on a like a fancy girl like little trip to this strip mall where there is a um, a TJ Maxx, a Marshalls, a Ross, possibly a PetSmart, definitely a Kohl's, you know? Um, so he's telling her, well, you know, I mean, blah, 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 blah. and she's like, well, you know, are you married? Do you have kids? Uh, well, I don't know you have kids, but do you, are you married? I mean, I guess I got to ask these questions now because if I don't ask direct questions, I'm not going to get any answers. And he's like, and then she's like, you know what? Just don't ever lie to me again. He's like, "Mama, rock," and then they hug. Mm -hmm. Seems to be okay from there. Um, and so she does make him say yes, ma'am, which I thought was like, "Oh, okay." Make make sure he, you know, signs on the dotted line and crosses his T's and his dots his eyes. Uh, so she is like changing to go to a drug test, um, and before she leaves, she says, "Don't burn my house down," and then uh, she. Stomps out. And he, the man's like, listen, if the house gets burned down, it's not going to be me. It's going to be this shoddy ass electricity. <laughs> yeah. Also, at this point, I'm looking at this house. I'm thinking you really honestly should just burn it down and start anew. I I mean, why did you have to leave that grandma's house? So didn't, didn't he have a great ass house? Like you went from like some, you know, kind of like fancy grandma house, which yes, could use a decor switch to like, I mean, I don't know what this new house is. God bless. But maybe there was something else that happening there. But like they have to build it from the ground up. You know what I'm saying? And so she coming in, bossing them around, like, makes sense. Also, one thing that we love about Lindsay is that she was, like, a boss bitch, queen bee of, like, a drug ring. And, you know, like, he worked underneath her. So they're all very much used to, like, coming to her for orders, honey. And she'll dish them out. Um, so basically, then that crazy-ass lawyer, honey, with, like, like the patchy patchwork suit and the long-ass hair, he calls, okay, and is like, guess what? <laughs> Remember that scene we had not nary um, 30 minutes ago where I like 
basically was like, here, give me $15,000 because like your case is so crazy. Well, I got you off of just like house arrest. Um, I'll call you. And he's like, oh, Blaine's like, uh, that's, first of all, that's amazing. And thank you so much. But also like, is that shit worth $15,000? He's like, I'll yeah. a deal. He's like, oh, well, I'm gonna, I guess I'll cut you a deal, you know. And so Blaine is very excited and he's like, oh, I'm gonna tell Lindsay. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, it just felt like the friend is kind of scared of Lindsay, you know. It's like, even though the, the storm is passed and the, the troubles are gone, he's still like, hey, um, Lindsay's a problem and uh, you're gonna have to handle that. And, and, you know, Blaine's not gonna handle it. Yeah, he's basically like, I thought I was going to hear gunshots. Like, I'd be scared shitless of Lindsay. Like, and I get it. Like, you know, you know, like, she she has a strong jaw, honey. You know, like, and I mean, like, I feel like if we, if I, like, I'm, I'm like a submissive person. She's very alpha in some way, you know? Like, I feel like I'd be just, you know, I'd be scared of her ever, like, met her. You know, like, I wouldn't want to meet her. I, like, love her so much. I'm like, I think probably, I obviously have already said this before, like, she's my favorite person on the show. Um, I like root for so hard for her, but like she doesn't, you know, my life. I like met her, like I'd be like, oh my god, you know, because also I do this, like I'd be scared of her. I can get it. Um, okay, are we gonna save the craziest for last? Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, can we um move on to a couple? We have I forgot if I have pictures or not. This has been like fourteen weeks since we've done this. Um, yeah, I know we do here let's move on to where i was going to try and find is cameron and eris and i know there's a picture of them holding each other it's no it's not here anymore ha 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 ha, ha. okay so anyway, um what i said patreon they know what they know what they look like okay so basically okay cameron has like been a world traveler traveler we know that and by world traveler like an american traveler he's been like all over states like he has been in 41 states 41 states is like a lot of states and obviously like really when it says 40 at 41 states it's 41 out of 49 because why the fuck would anyone go to alaska you know so it's like 41 out of 49 states okay straight up and then you're thinking like this person, okay, so he made it to Maine, you know, like, just think about all the states. But one state that he's never been to is Florida. And Florida is like a happening place. It's like big, you know, like it's like, it's, you know, kind of obviously at the end. So maybe like he just kept, it feels like maybe Cameron just started and just zigzagged across America back and forth on lateral lines. And then kind of maybe like started in South Carolina and went down and just ended it in California and then flew home, you know, but anyway. Yeah. He gets to explore Florida life. He gets to go to like he, uh, Orlando or Tallahassee. And then of course to Miami. And he can't wait to turn up in that Palm Beach, at South Beach. Um, what do you want to say about that? No, nothing. I was just going to say he probably hasn't been to Vermont, Maine, Rhode Island. Um, maybe he also hasn't visited Idaho. And then I would say one of the Virginias, but I say he's been almost every other place, you know? But then like, yeah. So like, he's been through the Dakotas, just driving through the Dakotas, you know, yeah. like can't wait to go through Badlands. That's Cameron on a motorcycle. I mean, listen, I, if you want to sell me a show, Cameron traveling and traversing through these American States, I would buy it. You know, I'd, I'd be into it. I love that man. So, and he really loves red, you know, like who loves anything more? Do I love Cameron more? Does he love red more? I mean, he loves red more. You know? Yeah. The whole family, they love red. Um, so they were like dapping themselves up too. He was like, he, he was going down the escalator and he's like, oh man, yep, this is OG Cameron. And I was like, no, 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 we don't need OG Cameron. We need new, nouveau Cameron. We need a new, a nuevo Cameron. We need a Cameron that isn't what he was when he was deciding to put 30 pounds of weed in a suitcase on a commercial airline. And that is, that is who we need. So he gets into the car, kisses Eris. And they're like, yeah, we did that. Put daps. We we got married. Uh, we got a house. <laughs> Killing it. And I'm like, this is a little chancy to me. This is a little weird chance like behavior. And it's it's so funny to watch Cameron like act like he has all of his stuff together. Um, because he's like, I'm gonna go to the house. They get into that hot house. He's like, I'm gonna get it fixed. And she's like, listen, I don't even hear shenanigans. He gets kind of upset. And it's just like, don't assume that um, I am making my money dirty. You know what I mean? I got the money. It's no problem. And 
they have a little conversation about expectations and um, he agrees to help her with Lena. I'm just kind of wondering what Arlena, what kind of help does she need that he can give provide? That fatherly advice. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't love it for Eris and Eris's dad doesn't love it for her. <laughs> Spoiler alert anyway. But yeah, I just want to go back to it's yes, of course he brought weed onto a commercial plane and then he got caught with it. And then at an airport in an airport, he ran. And then he got tased. I mean, you know, I guess there's just, you know, like, okay. So, but anyway, yeah. So he starts to have this kind of, and we've seen it before, machismo kind of like, don't got to ask questions about where I get my money. I'm going to get the money. Don't worry about it. And he's also like, don't worry about getting it from bad things. And he's also like, I don't have to tell anyone where I, how I get it. And that's kind of like, well, babe, like, unless we see you go to a job, like, what, what is it? You know, like, and here's the thing. It could be, you know, let's just say for him, I mean, like, let's just like, let's just say it was sex work. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was sex work. I am locking that in and thinking about it. Let's say he was like, I can make money doing sex work. Mm-hmm. And I won't even fill in what that means. It could be cam work. It could be, it could be anything. you know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe he just didn't want to say it on, you know, like something that was in illegal, but he would, but he just didn't want to say it for some reason. Yeah. I think that what it has to be is of course that the man I, or the couple have to like come together and know what's happening and then as a front have, you know, whatever they want to say to the public. But the fact that she's like, how are you going to do this? And he's like, don't, don't ask any questions. And a stare down about it is like, yeah it's not old navy i'll tell you he didn't get a job at old navy i know it i can tell yeah that's that's a lot to ask um you know that's a lot to ask someone like puppy and eric that's a lot to ask cam that's a lot to ask mike there's a lot of people who don't want to say how they get their money um it's hard yep. for them to get that thing you know so yeah. <laughs> they um quickly then have to get back into the car to go to another destination is a surprise that Cam has for her, something that he has set up remotely. And he's very proud of his calling uh, on the phone and maybe some interneting, interneting skills of like setting things up in another state. And um, she's like, he doesn't even drive. So maybe he doesn't have a license, but he's like, go there, make a left. That must be what's happening. Cause how does she know? Like, how does he even know how to tell her where to go? He has GPS out and he's like, turn left, turn right. It's a surprise. So they get to the surprise and it's like a beach and just miraculously her father calls her the moment she steps out of her car to have a conversation about her, him hearing about her getting married on Facebook. It's the same thing. Like Nicole told her parents that she married Mahmoud on Facebook too. And uh, they have a little conversation where the dad is like, I'm disappointed in your choices. And um, I, you know, really want you to make the best decisions. And she's like, I did make the best decision, dad. And everyone in the audience is like, dad, no, she did not. Chris? You know, here's the thing. It's so funny. It's also Libby, like, and Andre, like, saying that they are pregnant, you know, like, on social media or whatever the second time without telling her parents. But all these people will then easily pick up a phone call from the person they should have just told them about their big life event before everyone and it's interesting to me it's like okay if you don't have a relationship with someone and so you're like whatever you're gonna find out with everyone else fine but if you have a relationship with someone you're like gonna pick up their phone call like so easily you know it just makes it se- makes no sense that you'd also not just send an easy text like hey like heads up pregnant cool <laughs> i'm gonna go to instagram it so um yeah basically okay so he sets up this beautiful dinner and he we get into like a little romantic side of um, Cam. He's like, I let me be the man, you know, I want to be just like, let me do it. You know, like he wants to like step up. He wants to, of course, have money and means without us asking any questions about him. (laughs) But, you know, he's also like, at one point is like, relationships require trust, communication, muffin time, which we'll get into. And like, then he says, like, in learning each other's love languages. And I kind of wanted to also be like, and attachment styles. And I would have, if he had said attachment styles, I would be like, oh my God, I love you so much. But even when he said love languages, I was like, okay. Now, because he's like, see, my girl, she likes cheesy shit. 
she likes like roses and like candles you know like and here's the thing that's also me um this dinner is beautiful it's like over the top they sit down you know it's like shrimp and lobster also god bless there's like bottles of like gatorade on the table too and i'm like can we just like pour that gatorade into like a, a fancy glass i mean that a baccarat glass like i don't care if it's like red you can tell me it's like some sort of like fruity ass wine but then they give them steaks or huge ass steaks with just gold leaf on it, you know, just like, and all the while there, we're just not supposed to ask Karen any questions of how this is happening. We're not going to just like, uh-huh, the gold leaf, the gold leaf steak is this wood. This is like, remember Salt Bay, you know, or like that, I don't know how to say it. It's like N-U-S-R dash, like some fancy steakhouse yet or whatever and like there's like a guy that will just come over and just like put a bunch of salt on your steak and just like charge you a thousand dollars for it because it has gold dust on it it kind of reminded me of that i'll tell you right now that the gold on that steak didn't make me feel like i wanted to necessarily eat it i feel like i've seen that before and i feel like i enjoy it a little more on desserts anyway well yeah i am i definitely would need to know where he gets his money from that wouldn't have been an okay situation for me unfortunately i can't take like blood money gifts like i <laughs> I mean, even if even if I know that you're a gangster, I need to at least know you're a gangster and know what what this is happening. I can't just blindly let you pay for my AC, have me drive you around. Because to me, if you really got off that money, maybe you should buy yourself a car. Um, but also maybe she really wants to have like access to him and, you know, he can't get any in and around anywhere without her. Unless there's no Ubers and there's no lifts, let's just pretend that. So, okay, in Florida, um, she tells him like, "Yeah, that was my dad on the phone," and he's like, "Why is your dad asking you about this? You're a grown woman." And whenever folks have a really detached idea about family members, I get very concerned because if he can't understand why her father would not trust her choices, then to me, he's kind of delusional. To me, he like is not ready to be in a relationship and doesn't understand familial bonds. And that's a problem for me. And the same thing with like, um, when he's like, oh, that's her and her dad. I let them, that's their relationship. And to a certain extent, but at the same time, you should want to get on the phone and say, sir, I understand your concerns, but I'm going to take care of your daughter because that is what a healthy family is, is like. Now, unless the dad was ab trash, like absolute terrible guy who wasn't worthy of anybody's respect, but that's not the case. So you are the offender. I just, it just really bothers me when folks who do the crime and serve the time then want to come out and and want the rest of the world just to accept them. And I'm like, that's not reality because going to- I want that to rhyme so bad. Um, common is not common in certain people's families. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we talk this about a lot. There's like the two mentalities that come out of it, especially it feels like maybe a, a little bit for the guys, which is this like, oh, if I can just get things uh, up and going with the whole like successful adult trope then I like got this thing it's like it's like of course we said like the chance like I gotta have a job I gotta get the house I gotta have a baby like you know I got one two three I did it I did it like now I'm back right I <laughs> did nothing ever happen and never left so the other thing that also happens is especially with addicts or people like you know that have also gone to prison is this kind of like don't blame me like don't uh don't put assumptions on me like the minute they get out of prison and it's like okay but also we have to take care of ourselves, which you didn't do for yourself at the time because you didn't at the time have the proper skills to make sure that you were taking care of yourself, not put yourself in situations that you know are good for you or whatever it is, you know? And like, we all have the different ways in which we have learned to deal with ourselves and grow and mature. But like, yeah, a whole part of that is like, and I'm not going to do that now for me by putting myself in your situation. I'm going to take care of myself take watch. This is how it's done. At the end of the day, these are the boundaries. You have not had a good track record. I see, I, I have eyes and I hear and thank you for those gifts and I'm going to use them, you know? So, but yeah, uh, I will see one other thing about Eris. She has like a tattoo that looks like she got like henna done and then actually got a tattoo of it, which I enjoyed. Um, so muffin time is, you know, when uh, they want a bone. Yeah. And I'm starting to not like him. So, Oh. It's really, 
hard yeah. for me to have that like jovial fun time. I guess it was really bothersome to me that he didn't want to get to know her father or like prove that whole, I don't want, I don't need to prove anything to anybody. No, no, you do. When you, yeah. when you haven't gone to jail and you had a normal life and you pay your taxes and are on the up and up, then you don't need to explain yourself to anybody. But you know, there is a bit of, if you go to jail for committing a crime that you knew was a crime prior to committing it, then there's a little bit of you uh, just not, not being a responsible person. And I feel like a responsible adult doesn't get caught. Just kidding. But like, you know, you failed. <laughs> you know, that's another reason why going back to like 90 Day Fiance, we were into Patrick and Thais because Thais on her storyline, like her dad like wasn't about it. And Patrick was like, no, your dad, I want my, I want your dad to be about it. I'm going to work yeah. and it's going to be a situation until your dad, you know, is about it. And also like, you know, obviously, yes, Cam, like you literally fell asleep with a shoe, like, you know, tucked under your chin, like, I mean, like a teddy bear. So let's, this was like a day out of prison. So come on. Um, anything else about them, babe? Nope. Okay. Let's move on to Sean and Sarah. Sorry. Sean and Sarah. Sorry. Just kidding. Um, but yeah. Um, I enjoyed, there was, you know, they have their little songs that get us in between as a transition, the cups. And the song that starts, Sarah, is this kind of like garbage sounding song. It sounded like Shirley Manson. And it was like, whatever, they always had like three words they say when they're, of course, is like the crux of the scene. So like literally the song is just like, like a criminal or something like that. Anyway, it just made me think of that it's very 90s um you i love that you said she the pick with curly oh i said this she so then she gets into her storyline of this anthony dude which of course is like her first baby's dad and like you know they had a drug fueled on and off again relationship that's full of passion and it never really ended because he went to jail you know and he chose just chose the drugs over her like blobbity blue but they have pictures of sarah from back in the day and one picture is just like the curliest 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 red hair and I mean bangs just like go across her forehead that are just stuck straight. Yeah. It was a look. It was the early aughts. And I, there were many women who, of her culture and ethnicity who did the same. And um, that's why also her makeup is early aughts. Like that is who we're looking at. Is that person who like did the damn thing between 2002 and 2008. <laughs> um also, I just wonder what happened to Sarah and why she got on drugs. I always know that, I not know, but I always feel that like there needs to be some kind of backstory. In fact, I did have somebody on my um, YouTube channel comment because I, I talked about folks who, because we were talking about TC, um, and I was talking about folks who choose to, you know, use drugs as adults. And I mean, I'm sure that she was a child when she started using drugs or, you know, whatever, but I'm just kind of interested in like what happened to Sarah now we see her mother and we know that something must have happened but we don't necessarily yeah. know what it is because it feels like her and her mother have such a good relationship now and um it could be due to like you know having time away from each other the fact that she's really grateful to her mother for taking care of her child and maybe it's just I mean I feel like jail did to Sarah what it should do to everybody which is like straighten them out yeah, like how her bangs were already straightened out. Um, so uh, let me tell you. So she's going to go meet up with Anthony. She's kind of been teasing that she, whatever, she's like upset with Sean, that Sean's annoying and boring and not there mentally or physically or whatever, psychologically. And, you know, this dude that she has an on and off again thing that she obviously has a baby with or whatever, has been like hitting her up. They keep talking or whatever. So this is where this story gets mildly confusing. And so... Basically, they set up a time to meet up, okay? So she goes to this coffee shop and, like, you know, she orders, like, a latte or whatever. And she sits down and she's, like, waiting for this dude to show up who instead who shows up is his sister. And his sister has, like, cheekbones, honey, like, cut from the gods, okay, whatever. And she's like, hey, um, Anthony ended up going to rehab. And uh, so he sent me in the place. She's like, oh, she's like, oh. Oh, okay. And then she ends up FaceTiming with Anthony and Anthony's like, yeah, uh, I've been in rehab for a month, which then makes me feel like, would you a month ago, put this on the books, put this coffee book. What? No, I, I like the whole time he was in, he was in rehab and he just didn't tell her. I think he's been FaceTiming her and te texting her and talking to her from rehab. 
and didn't neglect it to say, and then set up this time with her like an idiot, or maybe set up time with, um, maybe it was the producers who set this up. And so the producers are like, hey, Anthony wants to talk to you. Would you be willing to talk to him? And she's like, okay. And the producers set this up for her, but then didn't tell her that Anthony wasn't gonna actually be there because he was in whatever. And her, the sister came instead. It was actually quite unnecessary for the sister to be there. It, it, was, it was like, she just said hi to her. Um, I don't know if the sister like kinda used to hate um, <laughs> hate Sarah because they, it wasn't super warm, but it wasn't terrible. And also like the sister is, is like, yeah, he wants to see Abby. And I said, what about you? Have you never gone to see Abby? Um, you know, we find out that Anthony just like never had a relationship with Abby, even though he wasn't in prison the same way that Sarah was. Um, he just didn't. Uh, so she does want Abby to meet the dad beca um, because just like a lot of other single mothers that I know, there is this sense of, well, I don't want to be the reason why they don't know their father. I don't want to stand in the way and, you know, do that thing. So Sarah's like, well, you know, Anthony and I never broke up. And so I don't know how he feels. I don't know where he is. I just went to prison and he kept doing his thing and then I haven't spoken to him. So he calls her and let me tell you, this man lays it on thick like peanut butter and honey. Just is, I don't care about that fool, Sean. He'll never love you the way that I love you. Um, he is can never pales into comparison of what we had. I want to try with, you know, he doesn't say I want to necessarily try with you. He's just like, I'm going to get better and I'm going to do things and you're going to see. But I do want to get to know Abby in the meanwhile. Yep. Absolutely. And, um, she, yeah, you, you had written this, but she giggles, you know, she's not on the phone, like, all right. And she's, but she, she tries her best to be like, well, I want him to be in a good place. But at the same time, she's like, hi, <laughs> well, never really ended between us. So I could see how you would not really understand how you could think of your life without me. <laughs> Like, she's so happy when he's like, I want to be like, he does kind of say like, I want to be with you. Like, you know, he's like, I, oh, he, this is what he says. He's like, he's like, I'm jealous of him. Like, you know, I wish you were my girl or something like that. And she like just melts. She's like. Yeah, especially because she knows that she that Sean is a liar and that he isn't treating her in the way that she wants. And he, you know, is taking taking her for granted. And she knew this going into it. She probably just didn't think it would happen so quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like she's like, well, I mean, it it took Kelly at least five years to realize that Sean wasn't shit, and then she kept going after that. But um, I can I get five years? So no, she can't. So we have their uh, next segment, and uh, Sarah is cleaning, and Sean comes in, and he's like, hey, hey. I mean, he didn't even try for the cameras. He like says hey to them. I don't know if he says hey to producers. He looks at that baby and says hey, or maybe he like reaches down and kisses the baby on the forehead. But he, Sean doesn't like children, especially his own. Especially daughters. Yeah, he like goes directly to the couch, sits down and starts playing his video game with his son. Now I understand why it's important. No one's trying to stop him from seeing his kids. But yeah. I said, you couldn't take like 30 minutes, get undressed, at least ask her how her day was. Tell You tell her about your day. Just like give her, hold that baby for a second so she could like clean without having the jumper or the bouncer. Um, I love a bouncer though. I feel like bouncers are like the little best things for baby, especially if they don't love them. Now, if they hate bouncers and they're the worst thing ever, it's a waste of money. But um, yeah, just strap them into that bouncy thing and just like bounce them. Or if it's jiggles yeah. itself, that's even better. It's just that this is like seriously the time in which you got to put this baby right on your chest. Like this is a fresh baby. Like, you know, you, you got to like, she's her whole, this baby is in a onesie that is Minnie Mouse. And I mean, like a Minnie Mouse, like blanket. And she's like Minnie Mouse, Minnie Mouse out. Pick her out of that thing, honey. Go on the couch and just like look at the baby, put the baby in your chest and just like coo at the baby and just like pet the baby if the baby falls asleep. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, you probably could play a chill game with the baby on you as long as you have like played with the baby a little bit the people fall asleep on you and just keep the baby in your chest and just like beep 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 beep, beep you know whatever so but, but yeah so he goes and 
immediately, you know, puts on the video game and he's like talking to like, you know, one of his sons and Sarah's not having it. First of all, he like had one of her famous cookies and like dropped the cookie everywhere. She's like, thanks for, you know, like fucking up my floor. And then he's like, sorry about it. And then we're like, is he going to pick it up? Is he going to but now that he knows, and it's like the producers caught this chunk of cookie. It was like half a cookie. It was like, doesn't pick it up. So then he goes and plays a video game. She comes over, rips it off and is like, the fuck you think you are? And just like gives it to him. She's like, you're shitty. You're the worst. I don't understand how you could come in and do this. Like, she's like, I'm not Kelly. Oh, I don't care who you are and what kind of ring or ceremony we had last season. You know, like, I'll leave you easily. And now I'll get money from you. So great. Yeah. And she's right. I wish she'd say it to him. Like, I mean, like, maybe she doesn't have to say it because he knows. Yeah. So she, um, at some point, like, she stomps upstairs and, um, oh, no, is this the part where she's in the swing? Is this the one where she's, like, gets in lingerie and is in the swing and he doesn't want anything to do with her? No. Um, then he goes downstairs and plays video games and then no. she, like, gets upset. Oh. That happened, like, two, two episodes ago. Oh. So anyway, yeah, this is the one where he just, he, she, he, I, this literally happens again where he, it happens now, it happens twice in this episode after she lays into him and is like, he's like, I'll fix things, I'll fix things. She's like, all right, we'll see, whatever. Then he, then he goes downstairs, he picks up a baby and starts to like, you know, play the baby. No, just kidding. He goes right back to the video game and she marches down again with her like weird ass colored ass hair and rips it again and just like rips off the thing. I'm like, at this point, I'm throw the thing away. I just be like, well, you don't own a PlayStation 4 anymore, sir. And I think he would have a PlayStation 4. I don't think he has a PlayStation 5. Oh my gosh. So um, at the same time, as they're fighting, like this baby is like a sack of potatoes, just like, you know, being like, being like kind of like thrown back and forth. Like, I don't like when people fight near a baby. You know, if you think a baby doesn't like hear it, like a baby's hearing it, the baby's feeling and hearing it. And like, you know, I don't like that for a baby. It's too violent. It's too much. Baby can't be hearing that. Baby's got to hear heartbeats and, you know, like um, wishy sounds, you know, like white noise sounds and like lullaby, like and Libby sung lullabies. That's the only thing, baby. And for me, Julie Andrews. Wow. Little warm, sluffy sleeper, I'll paint the starlight for you. La la loo, la la loo. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, baby booze, let's move on to a new Coops Badoops. And since we've already kind of talked, we have a, we have a couple more Coops. Uh, we have three more couples, but we keep talking about kind of about Chance and Taylor. Let's get them done. So, you know, we've been knowing what's happening with them, which is basically like Chance got out of prison. who was just like, I want to pretend that I never was in prison and um, I'm wasted like, you know, 14 billion years. And so I have to get all those 14 billion years back in one year. So I need it all now. Yeah. You know, like, he wants an instant family. So this is the other thing. He lo- He's an addict. He was on, you know, had these pain pills, right? And he loves certain rushes. And he also loves spending money. And I'll tell you, it's very, very hard because I kind of get it. I like spending money too. It's hard to say no. You know, it's hard to not justify what should be done, you know, like, and it's so interesting because later on, like, maybe it's a family trait. So basically, she's shopping in a thrift store for for baby clothes because she doesn't have any money for baby clothes. Meanwhile, she tells this fucking story that chance she caught spent three hundred dollars on some dumb phone game called which i've never heard of coin master have you ever heard of that no but i think that i think that what it is is it's this program that kind of feeds several different phone games and so he is just doesn't know how to manage his money three hundred dollars and they are like poor in missouri could go a long way that's like food for all five of them for six of them. I don't know how many there's a lot of there's a lot of kids there's there's like in, in so many things that you can do for your family but he's not ready to have a family he's not he's just he wants to be selfish he wants to like live life go ahead you saw what coin master is yes it's the oh it is just oh god yeah let me tell you what it is it's like I mean it looks like it's a visually a very well done game but it is just a child's game 
where you have, oh, my phone's about to die. You have, you know, like a little town and different things are unlocked. And yeah, you want the best ones. This is what it says. Join your Facebook friends, which is so sad that it's Facebook is like the major part that plays this. But it's, he's an old man. And millions of players around the world in attacks, spins, and raids to build your Viking village to the top. Do you have what it takes to be the next coin master? It's just like spin. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just like he's, you know, here's the, here's the thing. Sometimes when you, it's you have anxiety or you have depression and sometimes it can be somewhat easy to fall into the virtual lands or virt- virtual worlds or any sort of like Dungeons and Dragons or cosplay or, I mean, The Sims, you know, I kind of think, I feel like I like had moments where I like went into The Sims when real life was too hard. Sometimes it can be easier to just you know control and roll over and be somewhat successful at these weird games that play upon you you know it's just it's 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 it hit me 300 imagine how many people have gotten rich off of cell phones and like cell phone games it's like crazy it's like a whole market i never even think about mm-hmm. so um yeah he um his friend thinks that he has like some kind of peter pan syndrome like he's never going to grow up so then she calls him to see where he's at and he is driving. And of course he ignores, he ignores literally all of her phone calls. I don't know why she bothers calling him. He's not going to answer her. <laughs> and it turns out that this fool is driving to Troy or somewhere. And um, he goes to a friend's house and pulls all the way up in that man's garage, just to the back wall in that man's garage. Instead of just parking on the street. Yep. Um, and then he's like, thanks for letting me do this. And the, he's like, oh yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do I'm power wash driveways. Cause that's what people in suburbia want is their driveways power washed. So once they see one neighbor getting their driveway power washed, that's when the big bucks start rolling in. And we're like, as somebody who's lived in the suburbs all of their life, you just use a regular hose. I mean, unless you're like literally, I don't know, like changing oil in your front yard. Why would you need anybody? Why would you need your thing to be power washed? You, you get the hose out and you either like put a put a hose top on it that's like powerful or you just like hold it and it comes out harder. I don't know. Maybe it's like, I thought maybe it was the facade of the house. I don't know if he's also doing other things, but yeah, he's just like buying things to try and like be the jack of all trades like he just wants to like hit it rich having like a billion side jobs like he kind of fancies himself as just like going out and hustling and getting money here and there but at the same time he keeps telling taylor that's what he's doing and taylor's like yeah i don't see any of the dollar bills like i don't you know like what i see are bills and then none of the dollars to like build the you know yeah she tells us that she's gone into debt because of being with him, or at least her, her credit is bad. She was already in debt, but her credit is bad because he, um, you know, runs out of money to pay for the things that he says he's going to pay for. So she ends up footing the bill and paying for them and then, you know, doesn't pay her credit card because she'd rather have lights and rent roof over her head. So um, then he gets a call and, and it's not Taylor. So he answers. And it's from his son, Ethan, who he hasn't seen in 18 years. And he says, hello. Um, Hi, Ethan. This is Chance. And it's so funny because (laughs) he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know who this is because uh, you called me. He's that nervous. Um, And we start to really see what kind of doofus Chance is in this moment. Start? Yeah. Like, it was, it became, I, I now no longer see him as an adult. Oh, no, I mean, there's, I think there was, yeah, I think I just kind of felt that regressive quality before, but um, basically he obviously feels bad, but the fact that his son, you know, like in him have not a relationship. And so, yeah, when the son can't afford to come up, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'll get it. And he's like, like yeah, shoot, I'll pay for that. Yeah. Like, come on. Make that on campus. The sound, the, the VO of their phone call felt a little forced. Like it was kind of a weird VO because I don't know. It's like, it was so like, okay like and it's like well you just like yeah you don't know your dad at all you're just like that's not awkward for you like i can't even think about it like and also you just free this weekend i know just like the, like the way that sometimes when you see plans being made in a situation that's so forced you're like but wouldn't you have to ask other questions like or check in something for like i don't know so basically um he chances this whole thing is the addict mentality almost like of a gambler 
where he will make it up. He's just going to make it up. He's just going to make it up. Like, no, 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 no. Just like, I have to do more now or, you know, whatever. It's just like, it, it, when I think of it as a gambling, it's like, you know, like I'm down 500, but if I just bet on this thousand dollar thing, I'll be up and I'll be up, you know, like, oh shit, I'm down a thousand now or 2000. But if I just bet on this 5,000, I'll, I'll get it all back. You know, you're just like, I'm down 400 million. But, if I, you know, so anyway, uh, you can have that works. Uh, yeah. We have two more cups left. I feel like ultimately this is spinning into a sadness. I don't even know what to say about this one really, you know, but it's, it's going to be fetid for next week. It's spinning into a sadness. Yeah. For, I feel bad for Taylor. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, he's like, um, listen, he's like, I know I didn't talk to Taylor about this, and uh, but if she were to tell me that, no, he can't come, I think that that would be the deal breaker for me. And I was like, Oh, you know, you're on a horse. You got a horse and that horse is high, huh? Oh, you're going to leave Taylor. You're going to leave Taylor and your baby because she won't let the, the grown man who you neglected to take care of for eight last 18 years come and stay in her, her house with her little children. And you're not asking her if this grown man can stay in the house with her three little girls. I mean, now we all know that she doesn't care about a grown, a grown man staying in the house with her three little girls because she let Chance just like up in her house. But I mean, listen, you, you got you to gotta ask me before you let somebody in the house. That's all I'm saying. I mean, she um, had to get Bobby out some way. Yeah. So next couple that we're going to talk about is Puppy and Amber. Um, so it is the night after the fight where TC like snitched to the entire world that Puppy and Eric were drug dealers. And so he's in the um, garage kickboxing. I mean, he, I'm sure terribly. And ah. Amber's like, um, can we talk? Can we talk? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, listen, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I, I, we don't even fight like that. And we have this like just confessional of Amber and her giant titties, just telling us how she's not used to having a relationships where people don't fight. And, you know, she finally for once has a normal relationship and she gets really defensive for puppy. And when he said that it just triggered her, she doesn't know why she gets so defensive. Um, and she's like, and I, I know I told you that, but I was wrong at the time. And I was saying that she may have been selling drugs in the beginning, but that was before you, you know, she just tries to cover her tracks in all kinds of way, tries to appease the audience so that the police don't go over to her friend. But she also tries to appease TC by saying, um, yeah, you know, I did say that, but I was wrong. Um, the, the truth is, is that as soon as, as soon as TC said you sold drugs and she's like, no, I didn't say that he should have dropped it. It's his fault. Absolutely. Like that. Yeah. He knew what was happening. Like, you know, he also, if he didn't, he knew that, let's just say that he didn't put the two and two together, that it could hurt puppy. He did at least know that Amber didn't want her spot blown up on TV, even just hers or her relationship, which yeah, is fuck. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That part was fucked up. Also, in this conversation, Amber's voice is down here. I mean, her, she her voice is so low, and TC's is up here. And you know, like it's just she is in the morning. You know, it's, she's because she's like you know apologizing in the morning after. I mean, her voice sounds like it is just graveling the floor. I mean, my goodness, I love it. I love I love a low voice. It's just I don't get to hear it that much. It just sounds like she smokes two hundred packs of like mm -hmm. Camel Red Strikes, like not a filter mm -hmm. to be had, like you know pre eight a.m. You know, mm -hmm. and then as she orders, we'll see later, just tons and tons of black coffee. I feel like, I mean, her throat just must be like, you know, like one of the tunnels and. New Jersey, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yes. Uh, also, I, a coal mine is what I was. Uh, I was like, she, she needed a canary to go down there to see if there's air. Like, you know what's going on? I was trying to help out and figure out. What I know. Doing. I was like, how do I get there? But I, I know yours actually is better. I wish you, you, Jesus, wa? Yes, and hand, and and. Okay, so um, then we go over to puppy. Okay, and this isn't great. This is so fucked up. You know. So puppy's like. Eric and I, um, so we're in a lot of debt because um, this ex-wife, she's taking up all of our money with this divorce and she's just being a lot, of, a lot of drama. And I don't want this, but, you know, she's the way that he is. And, um, you know, the way she talks in her confessionals is give me puppy all day. Give yep. me puppy all day. She is the poorest Southern belle I have ever heard in I my know. entire life. It's like, she's like a, a little delicate, like, lady on the on a savannah hill but just poor 
you know, <laughs> like, yes, yes. <laughs> the biggest eyelashes and the biggest eyes and those lips and those just, I mean, Sharpie eyeline or Sharpie eyebrows. And they're always kind of like just giving puppy eyes. You know, I just can't even, yeah, no, she's just, I do. Yeah. Puppy is Blanche Dubois. She's like, well, depend on the kindness of like mean people, not just strangers. You know what I'm saying? Like truly mean people for her, bad people. Just that's where the, but, then, but her mother and okay, well, we're going to get to everything. Cause her mother just like makes me feel like a certain something. So, all right. So anyway, so let, let's just talk about this. So basically, Eric is always like Ben, obviously an asshole. Everyone hates him. He's disgusting. We know this. Like he's gross. He has a gross car. He has like a fucked up situation with like his wife or whatever. We love puppies so much. Like we know that Eric is Eric's bad for her. We have no desire for them to be together. And Eric is also like weird, possessive, like is like, you know, uh, controlling with her, you know, and he has this moment like, yeah, you're just being a man, just, you know, wants to provide for his wife or will provide for his woman. And I want to be like, but you're not, but you're not providing for her. I'm sorry. The whole, I don't see her driving a car. Yeah, no, he provides for her, but also like wants to keep her underfoot. Um, she's just like, you know, it's only by the grace of God that Eric and I, and I said, ma'am, it is by no grace of no one's God that you and Eric are doing anything, especially Eric. Eric is of the devil. Like he is a devil spawn. So like, there's no grace of God when it comes to Eric. Um, and so she's like, well, you know what? You should let me help you. You should let somebody who you didn't let help the last time help. And he's like, oh, well, who's going to help me? And she's like, me. And he's like, girl, shut down, shut up. Go ahead and sit down somewhere. I got, I got real, real things to talk about. I got bill, bills to pay and, and things to do. Like, don't nobody got to hear about you trying to go get some job. Like, what's discernible, um, what skill set is puppy going to do? And I, when she said that, I said, pup, what are you going to do? Are you going to hit the stroll? How are you going to make that money? Old Navy. Oh, okay. The Old Navy laying down by the sea where she can meet all the sailors and get a little cushion for the pushing. Is that what she's gonna do? It that old yeah, lady, yeah, an old navy man. Yes, of yeah. course. His name is Captain uh, Sir Simon Duval. Yeah, Simon okay. Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, that's how you do it. That's that is how you do it. But basically, um, then we find out. Um, okay, so then basically it goes back, and Amber is having a conversation with TC, and TC's like also like you know with you. And this is kind of was going back before you have to handle yourself at the end of the day. Like you have a whole situation where you can't be in any sort of fucked up situation because the law will just be like, oh, a reason? Give me a, give me one reason to stay here and I'll put your ass away. Like you used to be in the wrong place over the wrong time. It was going to send back to prison. And she also like says, yeah, like I will be on, she says, I will be something to 2025, whatever it is. And then on probation, Oh, I will be in house arrest. I don't for two more years and on probation for 20 years after that. Basically saying that she'll be like 50 or 60 before she's like truly free in that way. And that's the reason why she can't be like in no wrong place at wrong time. Yeah. Then we find out this terrible news that TC's father started drugs when he was 16. So TC has absolutely zero tolerance for adults making poor choices. And I think this is where Amber must go, damn, like, he must think I'm a piece of shit because she's like, well, I'm one of those people who make those poor choices. And he's like, but you're not anymore. Right. (laughs) It's like a threat. Like, and I get it that she's not, but I do think she needs to be with somebody who does understand her lifestyle and perspective. Like she couldn't be with me because I would, I don't understand it. But TC is so like, anti it to the point where he doesn't like the sweetest, sweetest little butterfly in the field puppy. I mean, if you can't, if you don't like puppy, you don't like anything. I mean, I have to tell that's, you. That's like, what I feel too. Puppy. I feel the same way. Because the shit that goes down with Amber and puppy is never because of puppy. It's because of Amber. Yeah. Or it's because puppy doesn't have good boundaries with her own life. And Amber has to do something because puppy doesn't have boundaries in her life. But yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, nothing, anything that's going to be intentional. Um, but yeah, let's end on a high note. And that would be the note of Monique and Dara, honey. So... So Derek and Monique, um, I'm trying to get Monique's cadence. I can get it once I like really get into the pocket of talking about them. So um, Monique is wearing a onesie and I would like a onesie. I really, I really feel like I should get a onesie. Like a Justine onesie? Huh? Like a Justine onesie? Yeah, but like more of a sporty one, like the way Monique is wearing one. 
Okay. You put, she's putting it on with her Yeezys. Um, and she's like, um, Derek and I, said, I didn't have sex with Derek last night, but I did send him to go get me some croissants. <laughs> so he comes back with a croissant for her uh, and uh, as breakfast and, um, and some coffee. And then he just like basically tells her that he has been pushing and fucking at every woman that has come across his way while she's been gone this entire time. Yep. And as baby girl Lisa would say it, rod dog. He's been rod dog in his way. So basically, um, we know that he had this relationship with a CEO or something, right? And that CEO probably was the person that chased him that one time, okay? And so when we find out that he has cheated on Monique within the first week after she left, like it's a CEO, we like that's like an obvious situation. So um, he lets it be known. And okay, so obviously also last episode, Monique said that she has, so she might be pregnant because she's not had her period in like a hot ass minute. Okay. He lets it be known that the girl that he cheated with also said that she was pregnant. So he made that girl take a pregnancy test and guess what? She wasn't pregnant. So then he brings home a first response test for Monique. And guess what? She turns out to not be pregnant. Monique is pissed to take this pregnancy test. She says something so chaotic, like, yeah, I told you I hadn't had my period, but that doesn't mean I'm pregnant. Oh, did you want to tell him that you hadn't had your period because of other health reasons that the rest of the women in the United States and we watched you, heard you say that, knew exactly what was the reason why you didn't get your period? Or did you, she's, he, I mean, it is just, she's very exhausting at this point and I cannot wait until someone beats her up. You know, like that is where I am in my journey with Monique. She needs to be just kind of punch because she's always talking shit. She was like, yeah, I'm gonna beat your ass. That's what she told Derek. Like, yeah, if she had gotten pregnant, then I'd have to beat your ass. You and what army? I mean, I, I wish more that the conversation would be like, I'm going to leave and never see you again. But like, that's not what it's going to be. Uh, I, her sisters have the right energy, which is like, they're just kind of like sad. And they're just like, we didn't want to see it for her anyway. But they're, they keep coming. So basically, you don't want to go around. But um, it's, she's not pregnant. Um. And then she gets mad at him because she realizes that, like, he definitely had, you know, baby girl Lisa, raw dog, this other girl. And that could have given her, like, any amount of SCDs. She's like, you have to get SCD tests. So it's, like, a lot of tests happening across the land. Ha, ha, ha. Drug tests, SCD tests, pregnancy tests, honey, testing. Um, so he says that he really has a passion for her and... um she gets her sisters to come and they all have dinner and like meet up. And then he's, she's tells her sisters, Oh, don't worry. Like Derek apologized for everything. We're like it's chill. It's cool. And they're like, I'm sorry. Come again. What? And she's like, yeah, no, we worked it out. And he said that um, he's going to do better. And so I forgave him and that's it. And then yeah. they're like, no money. Like, and then Derek strolls up. And he's like, oh, okay, what's up, Sylvia? Uh, yeah, what's up, Sandria? Okay, yeah. And then they, he sits down and they're like, okay, so what's up with the infidelity? And he's like, dang, no pleasantries. And I'm like, boy, they already did. They said hello to you. You said hello to them and then you sat down. Now they needed to get straight to the point because guess what? You're on a TV show. And so they're like, yeah, what's going on? And she, he's like, yeah, like I told Monique, um, you know, I'm done with all that. Like I'm here for her. And, you know, I made a mistake. And so no more side pieces. And she's like, pieces? You said pieces, and 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 also told Monique that I was seeing other people too. I mean, I mean, I didn't tell her that they were women that I was talking to while I was in prison. But uh, you know, she knew Monique. You knew somebody like you didn't know. And then Monique is like, "No, Derek, don't say that you. That I didn't knew that because now I'm getting mad." Also, when he said, "I was like, oh, did you tell Monique you were seeing dudes?" <laughs> I'm like, no, it's like, it's fine. I mean, like, that's what it is. I just want to know if that's what you meant. I want to know. So, um, yeah, like, they, of course, are her sisters, and they're gonna like be steadfast to her, like soldiers. And we obviously have two sisters on his side, so it's like it's kind of just like the battle of sisters. Like, but in the, but that's why I guess it's hard to not. I am Monique's sisters to me are in more control than Derek's sisters. So even though I can't say I like Monique over Derek or Derek over Monique, I definitely like Monique's sisters over Derek's sisters. Yes. Anyways, um, in the sense that I feel like they actually like Monique and want the best for her and Derek's sisters just like show up when the camera crew is like, oh, we're yeah. shooting today. They want chaos. They want clout. Um, that's it. They don't care about the brother, really. So then this is my favorite part. 
Derek's for some reason leaves his dinner for a second. Like he's like, oh, I gotta like boom something, you know, whatever. And like this whole time, obviously we know Monique has let it be known that she's like been checking his phone, like checks the location, like checks whatever, like has access to his accounts, you know, whatever it is. He gets out of this restaurant and then like takes out a phone and then takes out another phone. And we're like, ha ha ha, see what he did there. And then takes out another phone. And we're like, he has three fucking like at the moment I was like, well, how many? What I, this person has way more phones than that, honey. If I see three, then there's actually seven. You know what I mean? I have a theory. I have a theory that he got a phone from Chris when Chris went back into prison, so he got Chris's extra phone so that Gabby wasn't able to check on Chris. And now it's just a whole phone that they're just all passing around within the Lalu world. I mean, it is crazy that he has two three phones you would assume that the one phone is just for Monique and he don't use that for nothing but like DoorDash and Monique and then the other two phones one is for the CO and like other girls and then that last phone is for him and his friends like it's just like why does he need all of them or maybe one of them isn't even activated he just has them because he likes to like floss like he like he has three phones I don't know he, he goes live on Instagram on one phone and then <laughs> he still it. has that tablet from prison too he has so many devices yeah, he's 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 devised up. Um, yeah, and he even like flirts. Doesn't he like trying to talk with the girl at the bar too? Like he's doing a lot. He is not going to let Monique slow him down, not one second. Um, so then we get we he, he's like Monique, you know it's not true. Monique, you talk you talk about me too. You call me all kinds of names too. And she's like, well, I mean, Derek thinks that calling him a bitch sometimes is like outside of his name. And I'm like, no, calling a man a bitch is like really bad it's like you call them the lowest form like you know even though it's misogyny because why is being a bitch bad but like i was like oh you call him a bitch wow yeah i would cheat on you too well it's, yeah like it's like it's whatever it is it's like you know you if you say that something that you're undercutting someone's like pride or manhood or ego or dick size or whatever it is it's something that is supposed to be derogatory and disrespectful and so like what's the you know like calling yeah so it's just it's just yeah but she knows what she was doing but he's like yeah so basically she called me a bitch so i could totally just fuck everyone no because you see like she disrespected me so i had to and the sisters are like but you were talking to the ceo before she called you a bitch but you were talking to the ceo before she like you got out of prison he was like Sure. Yeah, but that was plan B. You know, Monique was plan A. So, and if plan A didn't work out, then I was going to go with plan B. So, you know, but I'm done with all that. I'm done with all that. I mean, I love Monique. I love Monique, Monique and the love that she has for me. And I um, I love her. I like her. And the love, and especially the love and the like that she has for me back. So that's the reason why I'm here for Monique, because I love her and I like her. And she got me on the show. Um, and I have a lot more Instagram followers because of Monique. So... So I will stop seeing all the other side pieces, you know. And <laughs> yes. like, oh, I'm sorry. What do you say? Sasas? Pisas? Pisas? Yes. And he's like, yes, sisses. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you know, he's just like, I. Now, this is where it made me remember this. Okay, so then it made me think of this. Yeah, it made me think of. So the sisters' whole drama with the other sisters is that, like, obviously when he got out of prison, the two sisters came, the sets of sisters came to meet up, and then, like, it didn't go well, and then one sister immediately posted on Instagram, and somehow the other sisters knew the following and, like, got that sent, a picture of um, Monique in Blurry being like, look, this my brother came out, and this is his girlfriend, and so gross, gross, bleh. and then the other post was like, my brother just got out of prison, like, where's the bad bitches at? And I want to be like, you know that Derek, that's his name? Yeah, I was like, who am I talking about? You know that Derek, like, on an Instagram account, like, looked at who put comments and who liked that picture, and then just went down the line. It was like, DM, 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 DM. Like, yeah. And this is, of course, the name of the episode. He is like, look, I got out of prison looking like this. <laughs> looking like this, honey. I don't know. I did a great, like, skincare routine in prison. I did, like, some sea serum, honey. I mean, it's like I exfoliated. I have to tell you, because I am glowing and the dick be glowing. It's like, remember J-Lo, like, early aughts? Like, that's the glow. Like, I, my dick is glowing like J-Lo in the early aughts. Do you understand? Yeah. Like a moth to a flame, burning by the fire. Women are jumping towards me and on top of me. Just what happens yeah. when you get out of prison, honey? And, and so maybe it made me think. Uh, should I go to prison? Um, I don't know if it works the same for women, uh, because the men that want to have sex with women out of prison are like chaz, you know. 
Yeah, who was that guy last time that also like had the mom and kept trying to like have different and they had this Excel spreadsheet? It's like that's the kind of Marks. guy I would get. I would yeah. get a mark, you know, just like a but poor. Um, so basically, uh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, well, no, okay. Derek wants Monique and the sisters to go to his house. So the sisters are like, well, I don't want to go to your sister's house because your sisters your sisters are nightmares. And he's like, it's not going to be a big deal. So why don't we just meet up and like see what's happening so you can like feel comfortable going to my sister's house. So that's kind of like what how that ends. Yeah. Oh, and that's what we see next episode. That's that's the clandestine meeting. Uh, and it's so great, that meeting. It's such a great meeting. Um, I was here for it. All right, you guys. So thank you so much for listening to us. But if you want to see the visuals of what you were listening to, you can join us for $10 a month on patreon.com slash docusweeties. And as Matt Marr of Reality Gaze says, it is just two coffees a month, y'all. Ah. So going ahead and, you know, Join us. Leave yes. your fields a flower. Join us. Leave your cheese a sour. Join oh. us. Yeah. In our cinematic review. That's not the words, but we got magic to do uh, just for you. We've got Instagram and TikTok. Chris. At DocuSweeties. And then DocuSweeties1 on Twitter. I'll oh, use perform. <laughs> thank you so much for um being here you know being with us we so enjoy you and um we so enjoy listening to this and if you have enjoy us give us five stars <laughs> other than that we want you to have the best rest of your day and we love you so much that's all we have to say all right bye, bye.